Hey, yeah, you. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Try Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast ever. So even if you have zero podcasting experience, Anchor makes the process simple so you can focus on your content. It is an audio host website that makes recording, editing, and storing your audio easy. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to other sites such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and other major audio platforms. With a clean user interface and design, Anchor gives you the tools you need to get your voice heard around the world. Give Anchor a try. Tell them the K2B Podcast sent you. Welcome, and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTV Podcast. Welcome to the KTV Podcast. We are keeping the balance. My name is Ernie. I'm your host, my man Red. What's up? Co-host here, man in the uh, Red the Research, <laughs> the Research Man, and we got a special guest with us today, bro. Hi. My man, hey. Ivan Silva. Ivan Silva. What's going on? Smiling like if I'm on camera. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there'll be cameras one day. I know. I believe it. One once, day. We, once we get there. Yeah. We're still up and coming, man. Mm-hmm. But we've got our man, Ivan, here. He is an up and coming <laughs> entrepreneur, a good, good friend of ours. A brother. From the Shot Town. Shot Town. Humble Park, to be specific. Humble Park. That's right. Shot Town. Cubs fan. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Same colors as a Puerto Rican fan. <laughs> That's how it starts. And and just so you guys know, he's Puerto Rican, of yeah, course. In case you, know. you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear the name Ivan, you might thought he was Russian or something. Exactly. Even it's traditionally or Russian. Mr. Silva, and it's like, oh, he's, he probably knows jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson, <laughs> Anderson Silva, <laughs> right? You got to give us the Russian Ivan intro. I got my man here, Ivan, <laughs> Ivan Silva. He's a brother from Russia. Good friend. Brother comrade. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's pretty good. That's your alias is Sergey. Yeah, man. I yeah. love it, bro. I love it. Borishnikov. <laughs> I love saying that. That's so funny to say. <laughs> so, so here we are, and we're diving into another subject like we always do, you know? It's a good and, one. And this is one that is not that easy to talk about mm-hmm. as far as amongst us as men. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have to be some sort of trans, there has to be some sort of transparency in diving into this particular t- topic. Yeah, and so the topic that we're going to dive into is called deadly emotions, and deadly emotions is based off of a book that I read many many years ago. Actually, this book was given to my wife, and I went ahead and picked it up and read it because it intrigued me because it was written by a doctor. Uh, the author of the book is Don Colbert. A New York Times bestselling author, Deadly Emotions, and it says, understand the mind-body-spirit connection that can heal or destroy you. You can overcome the deadly emotion that could trigger the disease process. Hmm. And so when we talk about deadly emotions and us as men, we really don't talk about our emotions. No. We really, that's something that, that's something that actually, I think my wife and I've heard many other wives mm-hmm. just kind of want to pick like why don't you ever talk about your feelings 
Yeah. And I don't I don't think it's something that we naturally relate to. That doesn't come natural. You kidding no. me? Like no. let's let's go hiking. You know what I mean? And right. let's go do an activity together as right. men and we that's bonding to me. But that's, we're not gonna yeah. talk about our feelings. But to talk about our feelings, <laughs> like it's you know man's nature. Holding no. hands and singing kumbaya and it yeah. doesn't come natural to us yeah. as men. You know, yeah, hugging each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which we're not gonna do here. No, no, no right. hugging. Uh, so no hugs. Stop though. reaching for me. Reaching for me right? <laughs> I can't help it. Don't touch me. <laughs> Let the record show that I tried to hug Ernie <laughs> and was denied <laughs> with a stiff arm. <laughs> hmm. Nah, so I'd like to talk about you know and kick off the conversation. We don't know who our audience is. We have ladies that listen to us. We have men that listen to us. We have teenagers that listen to us. Yeah. You know, so this uh, could be something that someone could more than likely take away from it if we can be brutally honest. Yeah. And be transparent just for the next 35 minutes. Absolutely. So how do we as men deal with emotions? Ivan. Yeah. Um, In what aspect are you asking? Are you asking like... uh... In what aspect regarding, like, before, now, or, or just in general, overall, so, nature, man's how did nature. You, so, how did you, like, growing up, how were you taught to deal with your emotions? Oh. um, Was it something like that was, was supported? No. Well, see, that there was no conversation of how to deal with emotion. It was more so uh, whenever I had an emotional issue. Or, or whenever I had an issue, a conflict, any kind of issue uh, when I was younger. And I brought it to my father's attention or even my mother's attention. The response, because I was a boy, there was never any implication of having some kind of emotional stability mm-hmm. or the path that I was I was geared towards taking. It, there was no emotion. It, it wasn't emotion based. The path was, OK, you know, I, I have uh, I have an issue with this friend and he did me dirty or he's talking behind my back. OK, ignore him. Mm. You know what I mean? It right, wasn't right, right. so much as okay, well, don't get too angry, don't let it affect you, don't or, take it personal, or tell me how that makes you feel. Yeah, there, there was none of that. It that. was mostly just action. Versus it was it was immediate action. Like it was, if, if you take this action, that's how that'll defuse this situation. Mm-hmm. It was like how to fix the problem. So so it, it, which is a curse, it's a blessing and a curse. Uh, I would say the curse out of it was it never taught me how to deal with emotion, but also but the. Uh, the blessing that came from it was uh, I was able to see, always see the result and how I can manipulate the result in my favor mm. whenever a conflict came about. So so I think it's easier for me to learn how to reveal my emotions as opposed to later on in life as an adult, um, learn how to see the end result and how to better, you know what I mean? Manipulate the end. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So, so from what it sounds like, it's, it's almost like... I want to be in control of what the outcome is. I don't like the feeling of uncertainty. Yeah. And so if I know point A and point B, I can have my own and develop my own mental blueprint of how I get there. As opposed to, I know how I feel. Now I got to find B. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Right. So you're you're being led more so off of your actions versus Mm -hmm. your emotions. Right. Which is, I mean... That's how I feel. That's how I, I I still feel like that to this day. Yeah. You know, growing up, you know, um, I was raised by my mother. My father wasn't really in the picture. And um, I think, and this is something for me, I had been like hurt in so many different ways that I learned how to not expect much. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'd already yeah. been through this, this, and this, so I had low expectations mm-hmm. of anything. So I and the learned... beginning of a conflict, it's you expect the worst of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like very pessim- pessimistic, right? Yeah. And so I would keep all of that in. You know what I'm saying? Bottled up. Bottled up. You know what I'm saying? And and then not so much. I just wouldn't deal with it. Yep. You know. So so if 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 I had low expectations. Nobody could ever really hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I already expected to be hurt. I didn't look for, you know. It wasn't disappointing. It wasn't disappointing because it was expected. Right. Right. And so that's the way, that's the way that I grew up. And, um, you know, so like affection from, from men was weird to me. Mm. Like, and I, I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but, um, that, is something that I still work with today when it comes to showing my boys love. That's what I was going to ask. <clears throat> it's and I'm, weird. And I'm glad that you you kind of led into that. And you're not jumping ahead because I was thinking the next question to ask was, how do you think that these experiences, because a lot of it was an impression from when we were younger. Right. You and your own life, Ivan, you and your own life, and me and my own life, where we have been hurt one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And we've had to react or we were told this is how you react to this situation. Right. right. How do you feel that it's playing out in your life now? And can you now being older and as we're getting older, the older that we get, the more that we mature, hopefully, <laughs> right. you know, the more that time passes, That's you, learn. For. Yeah. you right. learn right, right? <laughs> from your past mistakes because otherwise you end up repeating the same mistakes if we don't learn from them. Yeah. How do you guys feel that some of that has bled into you being a man now, and you've got boys. Mm-hmm. Ivan, you've got two two, two girls. girls, and they're real little, so there's no not much interaction yeah, with right. them yet right now. No. But as far as maybe dealing with other men. Yeah, other men, um, immediately the first thing I thought about with you guys, because you guys have boys and they're older, but uh, I have my brothers. That's right. right. And so so I have my brother mm-hmm. who's uh, five years younger than me. He's uh, 22, going on 22 now. My other brother, he's uh, going on 15. Um affection for my father I didn't really receive a lot of affection from my father he was uh he was more a, a a heart healer because of what I was going through there was a there was a lot of emotional and physical uh, uh damage and torment yeah abuse yeah mm-hmm. um and so I was already emotional so it was almost as if like you had you had an issue uh, uh in the marriage where mm-hmm. you had to be the rock you know for right. example when my when my wife had the miscarriage Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't I didn't exhibit any emotion. I, right. I felt because like I you, couldn't. You had to be that anchor for yeah. her. Right? Yeah. If she didn't have that anchor or that pillar to hold on to, then we both would have. As she's folded. jumping off the bridge yeah. with her emotions, exactly the emotional roller coaster. You always need that one solid anchor, that pillar, right? Exactly. Right? exactly. To, to reel them back in. Right. Yeah. So so it was uh so it was. It was difficult for me to to express any affection to my brothers, and I really didn't. And and to be completely honest and transparent, I really didn't start telling my both of my brothers I love you mm-hmm. until maybe two years ago. Right Where after I, salvation. After salvation. Right. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Well, two years into salvation. Right. Um. I didn't tell Ernie I love him until last year. <laughs> it, it's 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 still different to me. It is. Like, but, like, I have to process it correctly. Yeah. Because I'm not used to hearing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not used to hearing it. But one thing that's that's different, and, and I, 
I hope it doesn't sound like contradiction. My father didn't show me a lot of affection, but he always told me I love you at the end of a lot of conversation at the end of every conversation. Right. No, that's not a contradiction. No. Because, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's still it a way of showing love. Yeah. It, he he was being the pillar for me my entire life. Mm-hmm. Being and an so, example. Yeah. Exactly. He had to be hard. He had to be. He he had to be emotionally stable when I wasn't. Right. Right. And so now that I'm an adult, there is no. You know, I'm 27. He's he's a little older than past. He's 50, mm. 51, I think now. Um. And so I give him a hug. He always gives me a kiss on the forehead. Regard, I, I could be fifty, and he'll give me a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> right. But that is as far as our uh, affection, affection goes. goes. That's mm. it. And he tells me I love you. And, and, and I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it, would be it good has for helped. me. That's it. Has helped. If I had that when I was right. yeah. a teenager, right. when I was young, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have helped me dramatically in in how I would process things as an adult. Right. I can I can see the difference, uh, and I'm not saying you guys or whatever, but I can see the difference in children, because one thing I never appreciated is is. Because, so you lacked a father, and and mm-hmm. I lacked. For a lot of my life, I lacked a mother, mm-hmm. um, and so you know I played a lot of sports. I played baseball, and and the first thing you hear, man, when anybody does uh gets an accomplishment or, or does something really well in a game they mm. did, hi mom thank you mom yeah for me it was different i was like pop that was for you mm-hmm. you know and so because he was a male figure it wasn't like mom that was for you you know it, there wasn't it, it was it was a hard undertone right right where it was like pop you know you're, mm-hmm. my, you're my pop that's for you there right but uh but there was that there was definitely that that little bit of affection um but it never flourished into like a, so how do you feel? Right. What do you think? You yeah. know? He was more like a, it wasn't so many questions. It, it was, was unspoken. Like, it was unspoken yeah. thing. Yeah. It was like, open your eyes. Like when I had questions, he's like, open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Don't don't see the bigger picture. It's different right. things like that. So it was more. Teaching you how to think as a man yes, should. Yeah. Right. And I can see the difference with when I did something and I caught something, mm-hmm. he would say, that's where I was initially going. I, I kind of went left a little bit. But he would say, "Good job," and it wasn't like, "Great job, you did this." It, he was right. like, "He was like that was smart." But you felt it though. Yes, and I, and and it hit. It probably hit harder than my mother coming up and giving me a kiss or something. Yeah. A hug. yeah. No, it de- it definitely means a lot when you see. We don't we don't need much no. from our our fathers when it comes to like kissy huggy type of love. Yeah, we just want. It's a simple affirmation. It's a simple affirmation yeah. Yeah. from your father. That you're doing a good job or, you know, he sees you, he acknowledges you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I think that's huge. Right. Yeah, it is. That Even is. now. Now. It's like you're, you're right. a good father. And I'm like. Right. And that means the word. Like my mom. It means say, a lot you're to doing you. doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. Don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my dad says, hey, you're doing good. Right. It's like, thank you, Bob. You know? Yeah. And like, uh, like I was saying, like uh, earlier, I had to learn how to give that to my boys because it was something that I didn't have. Yeah. And I had to learn through examples, you know what I'm saying? Ernie, pastor, you know, I see people do it and I'm like, I don't want to rob my boys of what I didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My boys are blessed to have a mother and a father in their life, in the same household. They all got, they all got the same parents. That's a huge blessing. Yeah. And, but I, but this aspect of, of fatherly love has to be there you know but it's not always like you said it's not always kissing hugging you know what i'm saying it's you know i'll sometimes i'll grab my boys randomly and i'll kiss them on the head or something yeah and i'll tell them i I love them or man you did a good job right Mm -hmm. or you're making you're making improvements here 
And I know that means a lot to him because I didn't have that. So, But if I would have heard that at that age, I would have been like, thank you. man, thank you. My dad sees what I'm doing. And you know what? And, and, and to be honest, though, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't so much. And I'm not saying you guys do. But in my head, even when I see other men, I wouldn't so much put yourselves in the category of, well, I didn't and he did or I didn't and they did. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because my father didn't have that either. Right, he right. became that man. That's and it. so me being, I'm essentially in the same shoes as your guys' boys. And from my point of view, right. I'm looking at my father like, you are the pioneer of mm-hmm. what you didn't have, you gave to me. You gave to me. You You're know? breaking that curse. Exactly. Because everybody in the neighborhood, everybody in the ghetto says, oh, I want to give my kids what I didn't have. And mm-hmm. they always mean shoes and clothes. And right. It's Material always materialistic. Things. My father, it wasn't, he, he couldn't afford to give me those things. What he did give me was a mind a brain, mm. a, 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 a moral code, a moral reference point of, I, I will not go beyond this point, right. and I will refuse to settle for this, but also, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sell my soul for anything beyond, you know what I'm saying, ever right. whatsoever. You get me? No, no, so, that makes so sense. So that spectrum, I know for sure your boys are going to are gonna look yeah. at you guys like, you didn't have it, but gave it to me. Yeah. Because the old adage is, how are you going to give something that's, that you And that's have? my goal. Yeah. That's my goal. And so I, I teach I teach my boys, you know, they're they're affectionate. They're affectionate boys, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not like overly affectionate, but like Aiden, my middle son, he'll come up to me randomly and give me a hug, you know what I mean? Oh, whenever he's he just, sees me, he comes he's, and gives me he's a, a he's a he's a hugger, right? He goes, hey Mr. Ernie, and I'm like, Come here, man. He he's already opened up his right. arms and I'm like, Come right. here. Right. And I, 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 I had to I had to get used to it. Embrace. Yeah. I had to get used to it. I'm like, you know what? Who's like that out of my three boys is the youngest one, Victor. Drew. Victor, he's yeah. Like oh, that. yeah. That dude is very yeah, he, And he hugs me he too. Comes and gives hey, Mr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know, and I, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that because, you know, I hug my brothers in church and I've, I've learned that over the years. Like growing up, I don't remember hugging my boys. Like we dap, you know, that's right. about it. But not hugs, you know what I mean? And definitely not saying, yo, I love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was that, hard. That didn't happen. Yeah. That's just not, it's one of those unspoken <clears throat> things because yeah. emotions show weakness, you know, growing exactly. up without a father. You think you have to be that way in order to survive. You know, yeah. and you just hit on something that kind of triggered the other question that I had that we could kind of just jump right into. What's the difference between street code and dad code? Because in the street, if you were raised in the street or if mm-hmm. you were raised in with, without a father, you know, or even if you had a father because you were raised by a father, but you were still raised in the streets, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to see what the street code is. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And in the streets, a lot of things that, like you said, you don't want to show emotion no. because then you make yourself a target because that's a huge sign of weakness, mm-hmm. right. especially with a lot of group of kids, especially <laughs> if they're raised in the streets and a lot of... You can't there's, be a crip and be there's, sensitive. There's street, yeah, right. <laughs> there's street smarts. Well, no, because I because I've seen a lot of a lot of fights started off popped off because the person was emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the kids true. are emotional and mm-hmm. they're in their emotions so much that they're you know eyes are watery and everything, and then the the fists start flying, right? Yeah, no, but right. and it's be, because they're not taught how to deal with those emotions. Mm-hmm. They're just taught to just react, right? Or they're not disciplined enough to hey, you don't act that way just because you don't like something. You don't throw a fit. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of the kids that I ran into in the street, I mean, one of the street codes that I could name off the top of my head is snitches get stitches. Right, right. right We've right. heard that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? You mm-hmm. you, you go and do something with a group of people, and then 
uh, somebody catches you, if the first one to run their mouth, if I see you down. on the block, I'm smacking you up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Snitches get stitches. Which one's another one? Uh, bros, bros before hoes. Yeah. Right? You've heard that one before. Yeah. Bros before hoes. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've even, <laughs> like in the Navy, I remember when I was in, you'd, you'd hear people saying that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, oh, bros yeah. before hoes. Mm-hmm. But then when I got married, that changed. Quick. <laughs> Put your wife first. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. With artists. What's 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 <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's another? What's on the street code that you guys can think, think uh, of? I can't. Yeah. One, one thing that my that I always came up with. My cousin would tell me never keep your back towards the door. You're in a restaurant uh, yeah. or anything like that. So it's it's not a it's not a particular phrase, but it more was like, like a situational awareness. Yeah, yeah, like how to move. Where, you know? where, where it's like, hey, you don't ever want to let your guard down. Almost. Never let your guard down. You never keep your back towards the towards the front or back door. You never keep your back. Never stand in the middle of anywhere. You're always up against the wall and you see everything. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. What about you, Red? You got you got a street code that you could think off off the top of your dome. Not real. I mean, it goes along with the the bros before hoes, and you you never you never snitch on your homies, right? If they're doing a girl dirty, you, you're not gonna come out. Yeah, loyalty, mm-hmm. right? It's street loyalty. You're not gonna you're not gonna go behind his back and be like, yo, you know, he's cheating on you, right? Exactly. It's just something that's unheard. You know, it's unsaid. You don't you don't do it. So a lot of these things that I that I hear, you know, and that that we're, we're talking about, it just popped into my head. One one key word that just popped up, and that's insecurity. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's know, exactly what it is. That. Mm-hmm. Could be lying at the root of a lot of these things that we would hear when we were young, when yeah. we were in the streets. Yeah. Insecurity right? and emotional instability. Right. Yeah. So now, how does that transfer over into the dad code? Hmm. This is what I personally practice right. at home mm-hmm. with my boys is let's talk. Yeah. Right. Communication is key. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you're feeling mm-hmm. and why that made you feel this way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, be, because when they're young and they, a lot of times, and I realize this and I felt bad for kind of shutting my boy up where it's like, hey man, just suck it up, buttercup. You know, yeah. using that saying yeah. until my my boy Angelo came to a certain age where I'm like, no, he wants to talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I'm letting him do that. And if I don't let him do that, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm creating another Ernie. Mm. From when I was younger, right. and I don't want—I want to break that curse, right? Yeah. Right. Because that's something that yeah. I recognize within myself. That's yeah. good. That it's like I'm not—I'm—I would normally just bottle everything up mm-hmm. and just whenever it be that time for it to break loose, then yeah. it break loose. Someone's getting, getting it. hurt, oh, right? Man. Yeah, yeah. And Someone's so I'm it. like, you, you would put that cross on your son's back, though. exactly. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. That. I yeah. want to break that curse. Right. That's something that I was able to recognize, and so dad code is the opposite of what snitches get stitches. Right. The opposite yeah. of, mm-hmm. you know, situ- you, you know, you you watch it back. I mean, that's still good, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, hey, let me in on whenever you feel like you're in a place where you need to watch it back. I got your back. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or have you're not alone. To be somewhere where yeah. you have to. Right. Be prepared. Yeah. I think yeah. the main the main thing about uh, the insecurity aspect of it is that in dads, it's, it's you're not so much worried about another man taking advantage of you. Because the neighborhood, the reason why you don't show emotion or you don't show your kids any affection, you don't show your girl any affection, is because immediately they got something on you. They know if contentions arise, all they got to do is hit your kids, your wife, your home. They touch this aspect of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as long as they got, if they have a button to press, yeah. they're going to use that button. Oh, yeah. And they press it. Yeah. So if you show you're, you're, you have, you're a buttonless human being, mm-hmm. 
then, then they have then no how advantage. Can they, they they can't find an angle on you. Yeah, yeah. and dads, it's 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 you you uh in in a, in a father figure, it's not so much buttons. It's it's not like an insecurity. It's more a uh, development. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I see. Yeah, it. that makes sense. No, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, just hitting back on you know being you know uh, finding it hard to show you know men love. Uh, you know, growing up, my father was in prison and, you know, my mom had, you know, she remarried and so on and so forth. But, you know, guys kind of came and went, you know what I mean? So I never, <clears throat> I never like built, uh, like anytime I would start to build a relationship They're with gone. a guy, gone, like so something, something happens and, had a and, solid and, and foundation. That, right. Yeah. And then that's when my emotions started to callous. Right. Mm. But one thing that I noticed, I never had a problem loving women because my mom was always there right and so i always had my mom there and i showed my mom affection so when it came to showing my wife affection or you know other girls out there running around you know what i'm saying it wasn't hard for me to do that and so i, I make that connection yeah. now i make that connection now but you know growing, i didn't think about it like that but i've always you know told my wife i love her and so on and so forth but like but when my sons were born it's just like Hey man, be tough, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you kind of switch gears, and you know that's fine, and that's fine, and dandy. But they also still need to know that you love them, mm-hmm. in I a th- way. I think that there's there is a certain phase where yeah. you where you want your boys to be tough. Yeah, you want to be where, tough. Where it's like, hey, you're a boy, <laughs> resilient. Right? If if this other boy push you on the playground, then push him back. Push him back. Yeah. All right, come on, man. Like, don't don't start a fight. Don't be a sucker. But definitely exactly. finish it. You know, right? Like, just just don't be a big wuss about it. Yeah. Right. You don't have to come and tell on me on the other person every single time. That's when they were kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when they begin to tra- transfer into that new, especially this age that we're living in now, mm-hmm. where everybody's a victim. Right. Oh. It's, it's always everybody else's fault. Oh. Right. That's something that I began to like recently when we went snowboarding, mm-hmm. when, we, when we went skiing. Mm-hmm. My boy, his first time snowboarding, I told him not to do it, but mm-hmm. he did it just because <laughs> there were all the, all the guys doing it. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, hey, you want to do it? I'll let you venture off into your own thing Mm -hmm. and i'll just be there to pick you up when you fall right right and so on one of those he kept on getting frustrated because he couldn't get it Mm -hmm. he kept on falling he ran into somebody somebody told him hey bro you got to watch what you're doing man you just ran into somebody you got to be more more careful so now he's already feeling like he's not good enough for this Right. Like, why did I even pick this? This whole time I'm stuck with this thing. And so he's already frustrated with himself. Mm-hmm. And then he hears somebody else say something negative about him. Yeah. And now he's he's caught up in his feelings. Mm-hmm. And as in one of those, I was coming down the slope and he had just gotten up and and he somebody somebody told him, hey, man, you might want to tell him to just keep, take it easy. Stay on the bunny slopes and this, this and that. I don't mm-hmm. want to offend. And I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. Thank you for letting me know. And I and I look at Angela and I was going to give him some words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And he's already taking the snowboard off. Mm-hmm. And and he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to sit this one out. And I'm like, whoa, well, well, hold on, bro. What's up? Talk about it. Right. L- let me know. Because I can see that he's caught up in his emotions. Mm-hmm. But as dad, mm-hmm. and we've been practicing this. That was the bright time for me to be like, no, no, no. Tell me what you feel. Yeah, we're right in the middle yeah. of a ski slope, but I don't care. What do tell you feel, me. bro? Yeah. And he's like, nah. I, I already, you heard him. I already ran into somebody. I'm just gonna go and sit this one out, and I'm just gonna sit, you know, drink hot cocoa for the rest of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, the moment that you begin to put yourself as a victim mm-hmm. in a situation is the moment that you lose. Yeah. When you when you let your emotions 
dictate your actions, then you're losing. Then you you lose. And and this is something that I practice with them, where it's like, mm-hmm. do we ever lose? Right. And he, he, his response is always, they and they know, no, we never lose. Mm-hmm. We we either win or we learn. That's and that's something like that, that we like use that. within our family. Like, it's a dad code, bro. It's mm-hmm. one of my dad codes. Yeah. Where, so I looked at him and I'm mm-hmm. like, the moment that you lose, the, the moment that you become a victim, mm-hmm. then you lose. And do we lose? And he's like, no, dad. Mm-hmm. We win or we learn. I was like, did, did you learn? And he's like, I did. And I'm like, all right, just take a breather and then get back on the slopes. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it was one of those moments that I was like, oh, man, I had a try to mm-hmm. where you could be able to hey let's talk about your feelings instead of just suck it up right yeah i'm learning now <laughs> like like this is this is stuff i i don't know i don't know i you're picking up any i'm like learning just different things because oh, i mean they, sure. i think that's good yeah now yeah. you don't have sons yet you know you have two daughters no, that yeah. love daddy no matter what you know and you find do you find it pretty easy to show them love your daughters? Oh man, I think no. that was that was part of God's plan. And, oh wow! But it's easy for me to show them love because they're they're my girls. Mm-hmm. I don't mean you know I don't want to sound like a terrible dad. Uh, it's easy for me to show love to my girls. Mm-hmm. However, uh, uh, it, it it was new for me. Yeah. And oh I would yeah. Say on, on the flip side, it was new because me and my father is it, a love you before you know like I said mm-hmm. before the uh, before we finished talking in a conversation. Right. Every mm-hmm. all the emotion was unspoken, but me and him, I knew. It, it, without a shadow of a doubt, man, if he had to drive across the nation mm-hmm. to help me, he He'd would. Do it. And it was an unspoken, like, you're going to do that for me. But women are different. So when I got married, yeah. I couldn't just tell my wife, I love you. And that's and what her she's, no. And that's what she's pulling for. Yeah. And she's she's looking for, a, you look beautiful today. Can mm-hmm. I help you with this? Words and this of affirmation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'm an action. Oh, I was. That takes practice. Yeah. I was an action-based man. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. When I do this, this is how I'm showing I love you. And for me, action was easy. It was like, you look beautiful. I love you. Um, you know, and, and the other, just the things I like noticing things. I always noticed everything, mm-hmm. uh, 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 earrings, makeup, hair, yeah. but I never said anything. Mm. And she was like, you didn't even notice. And I'm like, I, I did, did notice, but I, I changed this color. Anything. And yeah, it was after the argument. Well, why didn't you say anything? Exactly. <laughs> so that's, excuse me. <laughs> so that's how that came up. So, right. but I'm glad I learned it with the wife because now it's easy to do it with my daughters. And so it's, it's an emotional reprogramming. Yes, it definitely yeah. is. And now I can do it with my one thing that I that I see and and I I know you you see and uh you will eventually because with Aliyah she's four so mm-hmm. she shows Amanda everything and as soon as she shows Amanda she comes up to me Amanda's mm-hmm. my wife then she comes up to me and she's like Daddy look and I act like it's the best thing in the world even if it's not even if it's not it's just like <laughs> my yep. nails are red yeah and and she's like looking like in awe and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. You know, inside I'm like, okay. <laughs> but outside I'm like, they're so beautiful. And and me practicing with my daughters, believe it or not, in in, in a in a weird way, it helps me with the wife where I see something like that looks good. Right. You know. And, no, that's and it helps. Yeah. That's wisdom so it's right different. there, bro. That's wisdom because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're using, you know, having to be sensitive with your baby girls, mm-hmm. which they naturally pull it out of us. They do. You know, and, <laughs> and oh, yeah. using that with the wife, mm-hmm. with the wives. Because yeah. that's, I learned that with Annie too. You know, that's, Annie pulled the sensitivity out of me. Mm. And Josie was able to see that for the first time because when I first met Josie, it was nothing but street. You're I was a thug. I, I was a thug, baby. <laughs> Maybe because I'm a thug. <laughs> <laughs> that's throwback. You know? Now we're showing our age right now. <laughs> 
So, no, it was Trick Daddy. You t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Now you know, I got the lyrics. On and head. so <clears throat> I didn't know how to be like that with mm-hmm. Josie until my daughter came into the picture. Mm-hmm. And I began to, and even then, I was still, I mean, young and dumb and reluctant to want to show the wife any love mm-hmm. or any affection. Uh, Man, us celebrating 17 years is a miracle. Because mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about the old 17, 18, the old 19-year-old me back then. I'm like, dude, I was a straight-up jerk. And sometimes I could still be a jerk. You know? Oh, yeah. But, I used to curse my wife out. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh, same, yeah. Same here, bro. Bro, easy. You like, know? if you if you wrong me, bro, pop, 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 pop. It's coming out. You're getting verbally assaulted. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tear you down to your lowest level. Yeah. Like, that's just the way it was. And... And that was reacting off of emotion. That was letting things bother letting because it, it was up. never, it was never like, um, you know, we're gonna deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like a good married couple should do, talk about it. No, yeah. it was like, let this bottle up, bottle up, bottle up, and boom, I'm gonna explode on you, and yeah. you're you're gonna get it. And then when it explodes, and it was bad, everybody it was bad because then you feed that baggage that she came in with if she had an abusive father. You know, oh yeah, like that. so you oh that's a whole that. another, that's a whole another podcast, and then that. That only adds fuel to the fire regarding mm-hmm. a woman not feeling worthy, mm. regarding mm. self hatred and bitterness. I know, uh, in particular, my wife. Uh, if I could be transparent with with her, I know she won't mind. But um, we, uh, I had gotten her pregnant uh, when I was twenty one, and me, in in my selfishness and ignorance, um, I was just. We can't afford the baby and this and that. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I essentially convinced her to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I convinced her to have an abortion, it was it was not only detrimental to her heart because we both saw her grandmother take her last breath. Mm. And that was very hard for her. But also, me convincing her to have an abortion was a year after uh, uh, the passing of her. And her grandmother was the one that told her, you never kill your baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and right. so it was. It was even harder. So, going along with the book Deadly Emotions and and other books that that are that are on the similar topic, I know for me, I was doing an immense amount of study to see what is the cause of her MS because it doesn't just come from seizures. Doctors don't know if it's hereditary, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of doctors very well rounded with with seeing a lot of patients with mm-hmm. this regard. Mm-hmm. Migraines, nerve damage, which hypertension. Is multiple. Yep. Which is Heart multiple disease. sclerosis. Yeah. Multiple sclerosis is a, is an attack. The body attacking the body specifically mm-hmm. in the nervous system, mm. and bitterness, self hatred, uh, 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 regret, right, unforgiveness. A lot of those things tie into that, and unforgiveness and all of that doesn't necessarily mean someone else. Right. She couldn't forgive herself. She couldn't. She hated herself for. Mm. And in, in a weird way, she hated herself for listening to her her future husband. Right. And going against what her grandmother said. And wow. So, so yeah. So it's uh. It's deep, man. The emotions literally will kill you. Hence, you know, they, hence the title. Right. right. And so, I, I don't mean to interrupt, oh, you're good. but I just, that leads into something that I just was reflecting on and reading. I was just scanning through the book, because I've already read this book once already, but i just scanning through just to think about diff- different things to talk about. And if they were to come in conversation, then I was going to reference it. This right here references it perfect, because mm-hmm. that Deadly Emotions, the book, does talk about linking a lot of 
chronic illnesses that people have yeah. to certain emotions that they hold on to. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. because of different abuses that they've been through or different things that they've given themselves into yeah. and not being able to forgive themselves right. or forgive other people mm. and right. release the reins of that bondage mm-hmm. that they have over themselves. Yeah. Right. And so this one right here, this one particular chapter it talks about at the root of the pain mm. and it says um it says i'm just going to read a small a small portion of it it says but what about the science linking the toxic emotions of hostility or anger with pain dr john sarno a professor of clinical rehabilitative medicine at new york <clears throat> university school of medicine has treated thousands of patients with back pain in the early 1970s sarno began questioning popular diagnoses and treatments for back pain he wondered why it was that the level of pain in an individual and the findings of his physical exams didn't seem to match up. At times, his findings suggested that structural abnormalities, even herniated discs, which is something that I've got mm. on my back, had little or nothing to do with how much pain a person reported experiencing. It says Sarno began to question his patients with chronic back pain and discovered that a whopping 88% of them had a history of tension-induced reactions. Mm. The back pain sufferers also trended to experiencing the, the following symptoms. Tension headaches, migraine headaches, eczema, colitis, ulcers, asthma, hay fever, frequent urination, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm. That eczema is a perfect example of yeah. bottling up, man, because mm-hmm. even if you don't, implode and blow up on somebody your body's gonna react regardless your yeah. body needs an outlet you do- and it'll pull through the skin if right. it has to and the a lot of the drugs that they prescribe are antihistamines right yeah and isn't a, a antihistamine have something to do with stress isn't a histamine uh, like a relaxer you yeah mean? yeah I, I remember seeing that somewhere Ooh, I'm like an antidepressant it, it kind okay. of I, I'll, I'll I'll google it real quick but you know, it, I, I, I wanted to say this earlier, but what's the what's the, the adage that we hear growing up? Sticks and stones you may break your bones, bones, but words would never that hurt That cannot be further from the truth. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. That's something that you learn in the streets when you're young. Yeah. 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 You know, sticks and stones, little, little kids will say it to you, you know? And so, but that's furthest from the truth, man, because mm-hmm. words are so powerful Absolutely. that people don't even understand. I, yeah. I remember... Now, now check this out. This is when I was a teenager and I was in Job Corps. I had dropped out of high school and I went to, to, to San Diego mm-hmm. Job Corps to go and get my GED, right? And so I would come every weekend. They'd let you go on liberty, right? Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd be secluded to the compounds of the Job Corps facility. Yeah. And you'd only get permission to leave the compounds until the weekend. Mm. And then that's only if you have someone coming to pick you up. Sounds like military schoolhouse. Uh, so something like yeah, that, yeah. right? Almost like boarding school, yeah. right? And so my brother would come and pick me up. His ex-wife, I remember just being there. And I was, you know, young and dumb. And I was still trying to, you know, smoke weed and, you know, mess with uh, with crack cocaine and do my own thing. Trying mm-hmm. to trying to be grown. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm being stupid, right? Yeah. And I'm real, real ghetto, real coming out sideways. With the... So long story short, I ended up... Um, she ended up saying something to me that a lot that I till this day I remember. And she said, if she, she she said the way that you're acting right now, that's why you'll never amount to, to be anything. Yeah. Mm. She she's like, look at your brother. 
Look at how successful he is. Mm. You don't have any of his characteristics. He's going places. You're never going to go anywhere. Right. And she was telling me that as a motivator, but I took that and it, it was it was seared into my mind yeah. and my heart mm. towards it turned into like a lot of bitterness. Right. And I felt like towards felt your mother, towards towards yeah, towards yeah, towards yeah. towards my mother, towards towards his wife, right? Yeah. But I also use that as you know what I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be show somebody. you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn things around. Right, right. And for a good amount of time, I was, but a lot of that was kind of. And then the next fight that I got into, right. oh man, I, I felt bad for that dude because that's who I took it out on. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny you say that, right? I've heard something. Along the lines of like most bodybuilders are made out of heartbreak, right? Mm. Like they get hurt so bad in their life, I or they're or they're agree. told that you know they'll never be anything, or you know I'll show you, and then they take that out physically mm-hmm. in the gym, like that's their outlet, right? But that's the driving force behind you know them hitting the weights, and you know what? It's that's, that anger, and that's never dealing with the issue, right? That's like putting a band aid. It, it is over because you but because you can't a, always a have cut it. That needs stitches, right? And then you turn you turn into this this huge beast, but it really is just an outward appearance of, of the struggles that you're going through yeah. internally. So I, I did the research on the histamine, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to that, it says when you're stressed out, your body releases hormones and other chemicals, including histamine, the powerful chemical that leads to allergy symptoms. While stress doesn't actually cause allergies, it can make an allergic reaction worse by increasing the histamine in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So when you get antihistamines right it really is just that chemical block that's brought on by stress so like like going back to what we were talking about all the different ailments that are brought on by stress whether it be heart disease um migraines Mm -hmm. tension headaches Mm -hmm. um even uh ulcers ulcers, all of this stuff it, it, it comes from stress and, you know, you know, our unforgiveness and these are all emotions playing out in your body. And, you know, we've heard it plenty of times from pastor over the pulpit, you know, being bitter at someone is like drinking poison and hoping someone else dies right. because it literally is hurting your body. Nobody else. You're feeling all the effects. And, you know, not to get too specific, but I've had conversations where I'm like, hey, you need to let this go. This is literally going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, without getting too specific, you know, I, I, a lot, a lot of time, th- this particular person doesn't want to just release that, mm-hmm. and and it's just like they're just holding on to this, and it's killing them, mm-hmm. and it's just hard to see, man, because, you know, you you have the when you have the answers to something. You have the cure to cancer, you know, you ha- and you want to give it to someone and you're just not taking it. Yeah. It's just going to be so frustrating, you can man. You horse to water. But you can't you make can't them drink. drink. So I'm, so I'm going to be very vulnerable right now to, to you guys and anybody listening to this. You, you guys know that when I was in the Navy, I got ran over by a 7K forklift, mm-hmm. which tracked not a regular, your average forklift. No, this is a tire. military big tire, yeah. three foot tall by three foot wide forklift, right? Mm-hmm. And so ever since I got ran over by that forklift, I, I could have lost my life. Mm-hmm. I not only didn't lose my life, but I didn't even break a bone, but it did kill a bunch of nerves on mm-hmm. my legs 
and now it's it's causing my my back for the last couple of years it's caused a huge difference in in my in my back right and right. so so for for the longest time i've always I've always wanted to do activities because I'm in. I was in my mid 30s when I began to feel all these these back pains and chronic back pains and mm-hmm. slip disc and herniated discs and and the the nerves pinching. My left side goes numb. Ah, it's oh. just it, it's horrible, right? And yeah. and a lot of times I could talk chalk it up to well, I guess that that's what it ha- this is this is what I have to deal with from the forklift accident. from the forklift accident, and right. it's better than than being dead or being mm-hmm. paralyzed from the waist down. So I, I take it and I suck it up and I keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I treat it with whatever medicines that the doctors give me. I do stretches every now and then. But it's always something that has been like a pain in my neck, mm-hmm. like literally a pain in my mm-hmm. back. Right. And so I'm like, well, this is the thorn in my side that Paul talks about yep. that I got to live with because of maybe because of how I lived as, you know, being young and all of the bad things that I did when I was rolling with the Latin Kings, right, you right. know. And so I'm taking this as a penance almost. Mm. But then I realized once I read this book and actually throughout the last year, I realized because 2020 was horrible for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was definitely a year of reflection for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I began to I began to notice that I had been holding on to trespasses mm-hmm. that other people have committed against me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's whether I make myself transparent, mm-hmm. I open my, myself up. Let folks in just to be burned or just to be for a misunderstanding for that relationship to be severed. And those are things that I would hold on to. Right. The moment that I began to let those things go, mm-hmm. my back began to feel better. Mm. Now, I've been dealing with this back pain for years. Right. Towards the, the, the back end of last year up until now, I have had no back issues, bro. Wow. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of God's creation. Because if you read any of these books, and you understand the, the if the negative, and I'm just thinking logically here. Obviously, I'm no doctor, but it logically speaking, if these negative emotions produce chemicals that destroy the body, why wouldn't positive emotions heal, heal the body? Heal the body. That's right. Help the healing yeah. process. Right. Exactly. And, and you letting it go. It's like you know what? It mm-hmm. was done to me, but I can recover because your right. body will naturally. Your body knows where you're hurt. Right. Oh yeah, I will naturally recover and repair. And in particular, I read a book uh, 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 called Faith Link, and and this woman she goes into she goes into pain similar to how this this book goes. She was a doctor as well, um, and one of the best things that I got from that book is is it, it was along the same lines that she wasn't a family practice, but she ends up getting towards the middle of the uh, of the book. She ends up getting to meditation helps, prayer helps. And this and that and all of these other spiritual things, mm. but then she distinguishes not all religions help. Mm. And and I'm not trying to separate or, or, or knock down any other ideology or, or religious uh, doctrine. However, in, in particular, she saw the most um, improvement for people who uh, accepted Jesus Christ and and prayed to Jesus Christ. Mm. And and it, it's a uh, as soon as I read that, it was one the one of the things that rang the loudest in my ear was the fact that if you look at any other doctrine, any other religion, Christ is the only one who bore the sins and who died for his followers. Right. Every other deity. He 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 was the only hero that died for the villains. Yeah. So essentially Where every other story that you would hear about any other you never hear about the hero dying for the villain. No. You you always hear in other doctrines, you always hear, Hey, make it where I'm at. 
But in Christ, he's like, hey, I'm going to take this and I'm going to bring you where I'm at. Just right. let me do it. Just, mm. yeah. you Just know invite I mean? me in. Right. Yeah. And and so we we go through life building up all of this emotional baggage. Right. Yeah. This burden. Right. And yeah. what is what does the Bible say? My yoke is light. Come to me. Those who are heavy, heavy burdened. Burden. Right. Yeah. My my burden is light. Mm-hmm. I take that. I'm going to take all of that emotional baggage that you've been carrying around for years. Yeah. And I'm going to take that from you. And and when he says yoke, for those that don't know, that's what you would normally pull, put mm-hmm. on the bulls yeah. or on the the, the, mm. the, the the cattle that would that would pull the plow. And it's a yoke. It's a a form of a bondage of something that's around you and it controls the direction that they go yes that yoke you move it to the right and that beast goes to the right oh my gosh so this yoke that we are carrying which could be our emotions yes we allow it to To control to control us Mm. and god says jesus says no no no. give me let me take your yoke and you put on mine right you put on mine because mine is way lighter way lighter why because i'm the one in control Mm. Oof. And once we let that happen, then, the, gets easy, then the healing begins. Man, right. life becomes a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. Problems become a lot. Conflict becomes yep. a lot easier to deal with. The yeah. healing got, process the starts. I do. It's uh, Matthew eleven thirty. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's and and it's a. Uh, it's it seems like a contradiction too. Man, my yoke is easy. When you, when you think about the yoke, it it, it forces the cattle right. know, back, the ox back, and it's like, well, you you're putting me in bondage. Well, really, it's like no, it's a it's a hedge. Right. It sounds it's counterintuitive. Right. It sounds counterintuitive, and it right. fo- it follows along the lines of uh, I was uh, not to get off topic. It goes with this topic, but I was listening to Jocko Willink, and he was explaining the D Day scene, the movie. Um, where they were mounting the beach, mm-hmm. and he—it's another—it's another thing. How, how much more so in the spiritual? If it applies to the physical, he's talking about the soldiers and the and the marines that were there, and he was saying it seems counterintuitive to run towards the, the gunners, <laughs> right? But but you have to because if you sit here and say, "Well, I'm going to stay here, then I'm going to hold die. on," yeah. like these emotions, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to die. Absolutely. Your only chance is to, is push, to forward, drive forward. push forward yeah. and go towards that. That is threatening you, right? Exactly. Over, overcome it. You have to overcome, and to overcome it because otherwise worse. you're always gonna cower down and let the giants win. That's yeah. good. That's good. And it's and it's even worse because he says it's a it's an absolute mind battle because you have buddies who you went to boot camp with and mm. they, they get shot three times. You get shot three times by fifty cal. You're oh you're you're done. And you, you have to make yeah. the decision: Am I gonna help him? Am I gonna leave? Or or a buddy that got his leg blown off? Am I gonna help him? Am I gonna leave? He still got three other limbs. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You want to survive? You gotta go." The beauty about Christianity is you. Bring your brothers, but it's it's uh yeah tied in with this. No, oh, yeah, for sure, man. So we're 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 ticking down now. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and close this out here soon. But I want to talk about maybe some key, maybe some takeaways for the listeners that are listening to this on how us as men we deal with emotions. What kind of advice would you know? Could we give maybe a little bit of insight to the ladies? Just kind of yeah. Well, then if you always bottle things up, then how can we? When can we come to you? Right. When can when will you open up to us? What does it have to take mm-hmm. for us as men right. to open up? Mm-hmm. What are the the defenses that we put up, and why, and when we let them down? What's that trigger for us to let ourselves be vulnerable? Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of points. That, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. It's a, a lot to chew on. Um, I'll take an attempt at it here. Good. Um, I think so. Naturally, I think women have to understand that. 
they're more emotionally in tune than men are, right? We have our emotions, but they're not they're not on our sleeve. They're not on the surface. They're not on the surface. Yeah. They're, they're more there. emotionally driven. Right. Especially as Christian men that who have who have learned right. to kind of, you know, deal with their emotions and have mm-hmm. healthy emotions. Uh know that it's there, but know that it takes a little bit of digging to get to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say for women to not automatically assume that we are in tune with your emotions because we're not that's not our primary. Right. Our primary is react, action. Secondary is emotion, right? right. For most men, and I can't say everyone. No, for sure. But for no, most Christian, yeah. most balanced Christian men, I think we we've learned to get that balance. Primary mm-hmm. action, secondary emotion. So what about for for those that are listening that don't have any any relationship with Jesus Christ, aren't Christians at all, and they they just stumbled upon this episode, and men, you yeah. know, that just stumbled upon this episode that aren't believers, you know, what what's 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 a good key takeaway where it's hey some 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 advice for you ladies for your for your man that just likes to go hunt all day, you know what I mean? I would say for them, um, for the people who don't know Jesus Christ yet, uh, I, I would say not to sound cliche but i would say communication mm-hmm. and the reason i would say communication is because the 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 primary pillar, pillar in my opinion is you have to know the person so with certain people you know that you can be um more emotional or you need to be more emotional because they're emotional unstable for right. example my father he knew me so he knew that i needed some emotional stability in my life however i also believe that he had enough wisdom to if he knew that i was emotionally stable he would have been able, his answers and his his path for my life would have been different. Right. So knowing who you're talking to, what you're dealing with, I'm going to be far more emotional with my wife and with my daughters than I will any other woman ever. But I cannot do that and I won't know that unless I speak. Right. And vice versa. She won't know what kind of man she's dealing with unless you expose and make yourself vulnerable and mm. let her know, hey, these are my triggers or this triggers me. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a process. It's a process of continual learning. Mm-hmm. You have to continue to learn who your person is or yeah. who that person is that that uh, you're trying to help edify, keep keep up, or, or just maintain a relationship. But none of that happens without a healthy, because it's not just any communication. It has to be a healthy uh, a standard of communication. It's not always uh, it's not always trying to get people, and I think. Right. Em- Asking emotional questions that helps right. too. Being sensitive to yeah your your spouse's emotions yeah and being like being said, open to accepting their emotions exactly or understanding them it's, and processing it's knowing them correctly. people human behaviors right. like Pastor said one time you have to know when to pull when to push when to let go yeah. and knowing that it would it, it, having that at the forefront of your mind it'll it'll uh be able to provide that foundation for what questions you ask at what time finding mm-hmm. the right opportunity yeah yeah so one of the things that i know that i've realized just within myself and this i don't know if this applies to, to anybody else but i know that i like to do things and the things that i find interesting when my wife finds those same interests in the things that i like and she like let's say i love building fires man you mm-hmm. know and so if if she comes up to me and says, "Hey, let's 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 do," I help fire. you build a fire. Let's let's build a fire. <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, "Oh heck yeah, let's yeah. go build a fire." So we're out there, and I begin to start building the fire, 
And then she begins to just start asking questions mm. or like, hey, or, hey, I wanted to ask you something, you know, mm. or because us, especially me, I like to feel when I'm contributing towards something. Right. Mm. It, it makes me feel I, I open up more mm. when you're asking for instructions on something. It's like, right. oh, I know that. Yeah. So this is what I would do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I, that's one thing that allows you to let your guard down. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like it's almost <laughs> and I hate to say this, but it's almost like negotiating with us. It is. It right? is. It's almost no, like with negotiating with us and negotiating yeah. with the ladies yeah. too cuz it's it's vice versa, right? Yeah. Right? You 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 got to the 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 big the big uh the C word. Cookie Nah, <laughs> compromise. <laughs> compromise. Oh, okay. Did you say cooking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not getting in the kitchen. <laughs> no, please don't say it's cooking. He said cookie, bro. Cookie. Oh, cookie. oh my gosh. Hey. Oh my gosh. Hey, the cookie works every time. <laughs> I've fallen victim to the cookie many times. But hey, you gotta com- sometimes you gotta compromise. Sometimes you gotta compromise to get. Yeah. To you the gotta cookie. compromise, men, to get the cookie. <sighs> you know and so you know so the big word compromise and that's something right. that i've taught my boy is hey sometimes you're not you're gonna have to meet them where they're at and mm-hmm. kind of meet in the middle in order to really get what you want and at the same yeah. time she's getting what she wants right you know and so that's the only advice the only takeaway that i would have because mm-hmm. you know what if just just like this book in deadly emotions there's story after story after story on how people end up in really bad situations and it's all because they can't let go mm-hmm. of certain trespasses right and i would hate to be the reason why my wife has a certain ailment yeah. right right ailment yeah. and so yeah. i know i don't think that anyone else listening here if you and maybe if you're listening and you you can recognize man my wife has been dealing with this issue for all these years and you could think about maybe a time that you might have contributed to that where you might have hurt her. yeah mm-hmm. hey going to your wife and grabbing her hands and looking her in the eyes and saying baby i, f- I- i'm sorry mm-hmm. for this thing that i did to you would yeah. you please forgive me i'm so sorry mm-hmm. you may be causing her to release relinquish oh yeah yeah the reins of bitterness that have, have been tormenting her mm-hmm. And, and that ailment that has been tormenting her mm-hmm. body. I know that I am free mm-hmm. from my back pain because I chose to forgive people. Right. And it goes and both just ways. To let things go. Yeah. And women uh, fall victim to this more than us men do. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. But we could be the main contributors we to can. this. Yeah. That's the truth. To this deadly emotion. Yeah, not, sure. uh, not only to our wives, but also to other brothers that we yeah. might love mm-hmm. with all our hearts. We could contribute yeah. to a certain ailment that they may have. Right. All because of how we treated them. Yeah, I think I think emotions, you know, they're they're natural. It's natural to oh, have absolutely. emotions. Otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said earlier, uh, talking about you know how you have to be that anchor sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to yeah. Ivan before before we started the podcast, and I heard something and it made a lot of sense. And it was like you know, tell your boys to be like a duck, calm on the surface, but underwater paddling like crazy. You know, because sometimes you have to be like that. Right. Sometimes, you know, I'm going through things, you know, uh, with with the wife or, you know, turmoil in the house. And, you know, the wife is frantic, you know, but I'm frantic as well. But I'm not showing it. I'm being that 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 foundation. And sometimes that that's called for, you know, where you're calm on the surface. But underneath, you know, you're 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 driven. Yeah. You know. And so just not being controlled by emotions, 
acknowledging your emotions but having control over them i think is the exactly the big takeaway because yeah, it right. can it could be deadly bro that's right for sure and yeah. if you are christian and you do read the bible just the bible doesn't say don't get angry <laughs> be angry so, and sin not exactly so let me and i'm glad that you said that because i have a scripture here colossians 3 uh verses 8 through 10 and it, it pretty much says this and i'm i'm paraphrasing and summarizing the scripture and it says, God calls us to put off all anger, wrath, malice, mm-hmm. but instead to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of God. Yeah. Right. So a in, lot of times. In knowledge. Yeah. Uh, in knowledge and knowledge of knowing God and who he is and knowing what he did for us mm-hmm. yeah. and died on the cross mm-hmm. for us. Man, we could be like a duck yeah. where trespasses <laughs> could come across and it's water off, water off a duck's back. Right. It, just, it just slides off. <laughs> I just, I just thought of, I had that reaction because it's so fundamental when you, when you, when you hear it, but when it hits you, it hits like, like a like sack a of bricks. bricks. Yeah, because if somebody, it, 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 I'm talking about my daughter's four years old. If I see another little girl that is being selfish or takes one of my daughter's toys, it's almost as if she offended me. Right? <laughs> if some, when when people bless my daughter, my my daughter's birthday has just passed. They got her things, and mm-hmm. I was like, praise God. It's almost as if you're clothing me. Right. God is our father. Mm-hmm. So when we are offended, he's literally saying, give it to me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. They're yeah. not hurting you. They're hurting yeah. me, really. Yeah, that's right. They're right. hurting me, really. Yeah. So it's easy for you to let it go. And vice versa. Man, be real careful in how you come across to somebody. Because right. you're, cause you're, you're messing with, yeah. with one of God's kids. Right. Yeah, he's right. not going to take it lightly. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that's just, you know, sorry that it got a little bit spiritual towards the end. Oh, yeah. It's real stuff. But but then again, to be honest with you, uh, keeping balance. That's right. It's it's a lot of what who I am now is grounded on the foundations of the Bible. Right. And that's how I stay balanced. Mm -hmm. So if it's beneficial. Yeah. And it's all three of us. Yeah. You know, and so if it's beneficial towards anyone that's listening, then then be blessed with that. You know, but if it, now we're going on, we, we just went ahead and crossed an hour. We want to be polite to everyone's time that's listening. We're going to go ahead and close it out. Red, you want to go ahead and bring us home? Yeah. Um, to everyone that's listening out there, we would love to hear you guys feedback and your input and also questions and suggestions of what you would like to hear us possibly cover. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at the uh, KTB podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's ktbpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at the KTB Podcast and also Instagram at the KTB Podcast. So feel free to drop a DM or email. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys because this is what, episode nine? Yeah. Episode nine. Well, really eight because yeah, our Christmas the, our episode, Christmas episode uh, <laughs> didn't it, get to go through. It. Uh, I'm sorry. Something happened in the recording process. I'll take responsibility for it, but we had a good conversation, you know, uh, about the Christmas, about Christmas and the meaning of Christmas, the meaning of true meaning of Christmas and, and the file got corrupted. Yeah. So I apologize for that. So this is, uh, <laughs> episode Episode eight eight. (laughs) but it'll show up as episode nine yeah yeah Yeah. so reach us on those socials and uh follow us uh on those and email if you can absolutely love to hear so we want to thank ivan for joining us in the session thank you especially on short notice short notice yeah but we got we we got a lot out of us you know that hopefully it'll be beneficial towards anyone that's listening i pray that for sure yeah absolutely all right with that being said ktb out later
If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.